Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Welcome to the second episode of Oversharing. Mm-hmm. I'm Tawny. I'm Maria. That's my mom. We're excited to be back. The first episode was a lot of fun. I loved it. Yeah. See, it's tough at first. You get nervous and it feels weird. And it, then... But I loved it. I, I was... Yeah. I loved it and I felt like I, I let some things out. Yeah. Did you so, listen to the episode? I did. <laughs> I did listen. You weren't sure at first if you were going to listen or just let it ride. I wasn't going to listen to it at all. Yeah. And then I thought, no, listen. And... I loved it. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's how I felt. Um, my first podcast that I've done is called What's Up Ladies with my friend Donnie. And our first episode, I was like, oh, I'll probably just listen to the first part, make sure we did a good job, like sound wise, and then move on. But I listened and I ended up loving it. And then we would um, just laugh about it again, you know, with our friends and stuff, texting us about yeah. different things we said. So. And I could hear you from another room. <laughs> when, we're, when we're recording. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Remember that time I farted? <laughs> <laughs> there, if you get... <laughs> it was me. I didn't know you were going to confess to that because well, I don't think anyone ever heard it. This is... We agreed that this is going to be authentic. That's so true. for those of you who don't know... And off air, you would definitely ask me if I heard the fart. For those of you who don't know, I, I do fart. <laughs> There's farting in my life. You're, so, yeah, we're not a house of uh, of women don't poop. Right. That does, yeah, that's not a thing for us. I remember as a kid, Daddy would get real offended by gas, though. Yeah, but I got a funny one for you, though. Uh-huh. Because last... Oh, I'm going to pull that one back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pull that one back. It was a, it's a great story, but... I have to see how this gonna... goes off first. <laughs> oh, you gotta you gotta let that yeah. one simmer. Because I was just getting ready to say a name. Oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's and it's it, but it just rolls Ooh, into something there. so funny that been has there. to do with a. Fart. If you've listened to What's Up, ladies, I'm sure you've heard a boing or two. <laughs> yeah, but I but I did good, but I lost track. So you got to bring me back. <laughs> what the hell were we talking yeah, about? I'm so sorry. Oh, uh, being gassy. I was saying how oh. Daddy used to be really offended. Yes. By gas. Other but people's, he could, Yeah, though. other people's gas. But, but not his own. Well, of course. I mean, isn't that just the way of a man? <laughs> mm. hmm Yeah, I'm supposed to be a lady. I am. I'm doing my but fucking I best. But I had broccoli, too. Yeah. That's so funny, be a lady. I, I don't remember. I feel like I had moments where Daddy really expected me to be a lady, but, like, <laughs> the fuck is that? <laughs> we, we struggled. Yeah. You know? I mean, well, it's funny to think about now, because I was... That's... It's, <laughs> I was in beauty pageants. You were? As a baby. and You were winners, too. Allegedly. <laughs> but the reason that you guys pulled me out of pageants was pretty much because I couldn't be a lady. <laughs> no, you picked a wedge. <laughs> yeah, that's what right I'm Right on the stage when she saying. asked you a question. Didn't I tell, like, straight up tell them I had a wedgie? Yes. When they asked me my name? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that... And we realized, although you were talented and also beautiful... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, both true. Your personality... The fact that you say what's on your mind just wasn't for pageants. That has been a real gift and a curse pretty much my whole life. Yeah, I think I have part of that, too. You may have gotten some of that from me. I th- I might be more brutal than you are. You are absolutely more beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And you were going to say more beautiful, I think. You're, you're definitely more beautiful and true. more brutal. That's not true. Yeah. I'm telling you, and I've used the term 
that you could slice someone's throat with your tongue. Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know it, though. Yeah. People, and, and, and I know people were like, I'm just not even going to get into it with her mm-hmm. because she's going to tell me what I did and she's going to be right. I'm being, yeah, well... I am right a lot. I am right a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. That's my friends and I, like my close girlfriends, have jokes about that. But there's also a meme. Um, it's from a movie. McGurk's gonna kill me for not knowing what movie. But and he's like, "Listen, you beautiful bitch, I'm about to fuck you up with some truth." And like <laughs> yeah. Carly always jokes like that. That's me. Like when she's coming to me for advice or something happened. But that's why she comes. That is, that's and why that's she why comes. I love her so much because I know, and that's the thing um, with my <laughs> delivery style or my coldness, whatever you want to classify it as. Um, I know that if someone's coming to me and they're asking me questions, it's because they really want to know yeah. the truth. Like they don't. We know where to go to get bullshit. And Absolutely. we know where to go to get truth. Who's your bullshit? Where do you go if you want to just be fluffed and hear what you want to hear? Do you have someone like that in your life? I used to. Okay. Yeah, I used to, but... Uh, at this point in my life, I've uh, I've downsized my circle. Downsized is such a, a good way to say it. it. It is. It's downsized. Yeah. You know, um, I don't really talk a lot to people. Yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that because no. I'm not listening to gossip okay. and I'm not feeding into gossip. Listen, you know so. I love juice. I love gossip as much as the next person. But you know what is interesting now that you say that? I don't know if it was the pandemic or what, but I feel like I used to harp on things. Like if something bad happened to me during the day, whether it be something stupid, like an incident in the grocery store or, you know, at work, one of the kids doing something, I would like text my friend about it and text another friend about it and text another friend about it. And like, they'd get fired up with me or something. You know what I mean? And now I don't even do any of that. That's exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. Like now I'm like a couple days will pass. And even, you know, Donnie and I are basically in a relationship. We talk all the time Mm -hmm. and a couple days will go by and I'll be like, Oh shit, I didn't even tell you. And And the same for her. Like she's, she's the same way now. Like, I don't know if we've calmed down or we're taking things more in stride, but Mm -hmm. it feels good. Good. But sometimes it's better to get past that moment without talking about it, just to think about it. You realize how many you're times not building you're it up wasting it up. emotions. Yeah. Like, you know what else I've noticed about myself lately, like super, super recent, is I had this epiphany where I felt like I shared a lot. I'm just going to ironically, as I talk about it on a podcast, but I felt like I shared a lot of things with people that I didn't have to share. Does that make sense? Like little things throughout my day that maybe like embarrassed me or made me feel shitty or that I had to reflect on. And then I would like share them with someone else. And I think I was doing that to validate myself. So that way when that person said like, oh, I I totally understand why you're embarrassed or whatever the case may be. And now I've found that I keep things to myself a little bit more. And then I'm like, maybe that was a boundary that I never had. Like knowing that I deserve to have my own stuff. Right. Even if it's something stupid like what I ate for lunch. Do you know right. what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. But like you deserve to be able to keep your own stuff. Like you right. don't have to share everything. You don't have to share everything. But we come from a family. I feel like it was like you. everything was everybody's business. Yes. And all that, the time. All the time. Mm-hmm. And you're the baby of six. I am. 
Yeah. So uh, that's a tricky dynamic. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is it? It is uh, one, two, three, four girls. Yeah. And two boys. Yeah. And there was never a lack of drama going on in our family for sure. Nope. Everybody's got so many kids and there's so much to argue. The, the petty drama, like not even specific to our family in general. Like I think back to BC, you know, like before COVID <laughs> and I think back to the, like so much shit that I would get caught up in. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Do you feel like you're living in just a different world? I do. <laughs> And and in saying that, I'm I'm happy. Yeah. Um, I'm moving forward. I'm you know doing a podcast. Girl. You know what I mean. So yeah, I, I feel like things have changed. I've changed. Yeah, you definitely would not have done a podcast pre-COVID. No. Like the version of you then. Not at all. Not at all. It's so wild because I know this isn't specific to us. This has happened. Pretty much everyone I know on top of COVID has been going through insane, life-altering chaos. Yeah. Like, shit that came out of left field where you're like, you hear something about someone close to you and you're like, what? And I feel like since 2020, it's been like a nonstop roll of that, just a constant flow of like someone else in my life or myself having some wild Absolutely. shit going on. Yeah. and. It can be taxing, and I feel like that's another reason why so many people have kind of withdrawn a little bit is that they have so much to tend to at home, like on the forefront, that mm-hmm. we don't even have space for outside shit anymore. So it's like... And some of it is a blessing, though, to give you mm-hmm. an opportunity to work on Take your own breath. mental health. You know, when you start separating and building those boundaries, well, you have a little bit more time for yourself. And you start to realize the things that you don't miss. That's right. And that is such an interesting thing to me. Absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of things you don't miss, are you glad you don't have to buy gifts for anyone for Valentine's Day this weekend or do any corny shit? Do any corny shit. Yeah, some of it's corny. So I'm not, I guess I can answer both ways. Yeah, in one sense, I don't have anything going on. So no, I don't need to buy anything for mm-hmm. anyone but if i was in a relationship i'd probably do something a little cutesy sexy romantic. sexy well it would depend on where we were in our relationship right too. okay so as a single woman in your 50s and we talked about how the pandemic changed us so now that you're going back into dating you're going into dating as a different person i would definitely yep so what is that what do you think that point in a relationship looks like for you now to where you'd be ready to be sexually intimate with somebody? Like, is there boxes that have to be checked or? I would want to be, I would just want to have that adult conversation. Hey, if I'm sucking your dick, mm-hmm. okay, you're not sticking it in anybody's holes. Anybody, <laughs> that, only mine. It's fair, I think. You know what I mean? And I won't either. Right. That, that's what I want. Yeah. So whether you call that committed with, I don't know what I don't know what it's called. So listen, I just don't want to share my man. <laughs> listen, I don't know what it's called in your fifties. I would hope it's called common sense. But what I can tell you about being in your thirties is that 
I don't know what any of this shit means. Talking, dating, casual, committed. Like, I have no idea. Because the amount of times that I have been in situations where if you're looking in from the outside, I'm someone's fucking girlfriend. Mm -hmm. But then shit changes. Yeah. In the blink of an eye. So I think that's interesting. I'm with you. I, um, I've definitely had more like promiscuous like times when I was younger and I'm really glad I got all that shit out of my system. Um, but these days I'm not really interested in casual sex and I'm definitely not interested in being with someone who's being with other people. Exactly. Yeah. I just don't want to. And I mean, I totally understand people seeing that as commitment, but here's my thing. And I've had this conversation with a couple of my guy friends and you tell me how you feel. So it seems to me that men around my age who don't want to be committed, what they do want though, is someone that they can fuck, um, someone they can hang out with and laugh, um, someone they have some stuff in common with so they can like, you know, vibe and someone to like basically talk to like i mean maybe i'm the crazy one but that sounds like a fucking relationship it does it does <laughs> right if i was doing all that i would expect a relationship that that's a relationship which is i mean yeah yeah i guess so yeah but there are men who know that's like a casual like that's a fuck buddy to me a fuck buddy like don't talk to me outside of us having sex that's a fuck buddy okay do you know what i mean like yeah we we meet up to hook up like and that's a fuck buddy fuck buddy wasn't a term for me. oh yeah that's yeah there's that's, so many terms that you guys have that i don't even know yeah well there's so many layers to it. i mean there's a fuck buddy there's friends with benefits there's talking there's dating there's i don't even know there's so many different terms yeah the the hardest part is i really don't want to have to Go spend that time trying to get to know somebody. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, I do. I want to get to know somebody, but I've tried the dating apps. Yeah. And most, you know, I've ran into so many situations where people weren't fully honest. And yeah. then you, you're, you're so disappointed. And then the pandemic came. And, you know, here and I am not cares. dating at all. Yeah. But... As a woman, 53, if I was... I'd be doing a lot of sex. You'd be doing I'd a lot of do, it? Yes, because I have so much more knowledge now. <laughs> you know, and it's not even about me having a lot of partners. Right. I, I'm 53. I've had a long time in. Right, yeah. You know what I mean? Been in the and, game a while. But but for me... What if sex, sex has changed? For me, sex is about... <laughs> emotion like we have to have that connection with somebody okay you know what i mean and uh well then i would just like to say um here in the presence of my mother that if I, and i don't know if you have or haven't but if you haven't at least once had great sex with someone that you have no passion with like just to have sex with somebody for the sake of it you're missing out you should okay okay you should you don't always i get it um my experience is now uh, yeah, there's only a type, there's a certain type of connection that I'm looking for or would be willing to even open myself to. But, um, yeah, I'm all about the fun, like getting that shit out. I did try that though. I tried that in Did it backfire where they, they were bad at it? <laughs> they were, 
they were bad at it. Yeah. yeah. And bo- and boring. I mean, we were hanging out. Oh. You know, I mean, it wasn't anything committed, but we were hanging out. There was, okay. there was time, you know, there was like hours on end and, and he was boring and he was whining about his ex Ew. And, and his okay. children. And he wasn't even good at the sex. At the sex. Wouldn't you say, so you'll understand this. Um, I've seen this on Instagram and stuff that like the best dick is toxic dick. And wouldn't you say that like your best uh, passionate most relationship was also your most abusive? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I actually, I'm, I have to, I want to correct myself though. I can't say that anymore. My, at a point in time, my most passionate, I thought my most passionate relationship was also my most toxic one. Now, after that, I've experienced a different kind of passion. I just wanted to exactly. clear that. You, I wanted to clear that up for myself. Good for um, you. But yeah, that toxic dick. <laughs> mm. What do you think it is? Do you think it's a psychological thing? Do you think you just get addicted to the highs and the lows and then the sexual affection and, and, and tension builds from that? Like what? What do you think? I don't even know that I that I have an answer for it because I was stuck in it for so long. You were with dad you know, for and a long then, time. And then even after we separated... Mm. Then it was easier for me to just have sex with him because you had different homes and, and, and I didn't feel promiscuous. You know, I didn't. He was, was your husband, <laughs> right? So there were so many things for me that made it easier for me to jump in his jeep and go yeah. to the railroad. Yeah, you know, you know what I mean. And I, I'm, I mean, I'm saying it out loud to you, but that that's what happened. But I, I'm still human. And, well, yeah. and I had needs, and I needed to fulfill them. I mean... But I was also able to say, bye. Yeah. I mean, as a woman, and everything I've learned now, I'm not offended by anything that you're saying. Of course, I totally understand where you're coming from. I mean, as a child, mm. in the situation with parents who are supposed to be separated, and then mm-hmm. they're date Like, that's a whole different thing. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, totally, like, now, and I had a really toxic relationship, and I... I have said before like the sex made it hard to leave yeah the attraction that we had the chemistry that we had but i have to say there was something that he did to me so we i we had a very um like open sex life do you know what i mean but then when we would get into arguments and stuff he would take those things and use them against me to like call me names or belittle me or make me feel bad about things i've been there that we had done. I experienced exactly what you're talking yeah. about. And also he... That um, is awful. It's sucky. It, it's awful. And then also, I wonder if anyone else has experienced stuff like this, like in an abusive relationship. So when, when we were good, like I was the best, I was the most amazing, the most beautiful. Like how could he be so fucking lucky, right? His words and mine. But, um, but then when, you know, we're off, like when things are bad, like you're not even attractive, you're this, this is wrong with you, your body has that, like, like shit like that. Yeah, but I had vulgar words, whore. Oh, same, yeah. You you know what I mean? Like, I I mean, and I'm thinking, whore? Like, that was your idea. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hello? And you you were having fun, too, and now I'm a whore? You liked him. I'm joking. I'm I'm so joking. Oh. That's hilarious. That was a joke. I don't want to get that story out That's there. That's fucking funny. <laughs> oh, man. It, it's, it's, that is very interesting to me. So, like, 
So you mentioned on the What's Up Ladies podcast that you are celibate, that it's been some time. It's been some time. Um, I'm, I'm just going to add, like, what's your, your biggest fear about having sex with someone again? Oh, I have so many. <laughs> Is my mouth going to be dry? <laughs> Is my breath going to stink? Am I going to fart? Probably. Um, I don't know. So many fucking things. Oh, but, no. but I'm going to get past that because I'm going to, you know, I want to, I want to be. You want to do the sex. I want to do the sex. <laughs> I definitely want to do the sex. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the more, the you know, I want that passion, but I don't have to have that toxicity with it. No, no. You know what I mean? Because I know so much more now. Yeah. And I have so much more patience. Yeah. And then I got put on a medication by accident, <laughs> and I'm calmer. <laughs> I have more patience. I, we might have to explain that one a little bit. I don't know if you just drop that you're accidentally. Throw that in there. No, that's okay. That I think it's a, what... a good conversation to open up, especially since we're talking about sex, and that's, you know, been a concern of yours. So, do, would you like to say? Do, would you like to talk about your diagnosis? <laughs> oh, uh, so in 2020. Um, We had a big year. (laughs) A lot of things, a lot of things took place. And one of those was I was diagnosed with um, breast cancer on my birthday. On your birthday. They gave me the car. They gave me the call. Yeah. I was down the shore. birthday. Um, And it was uh, invasive ductal carcinoma. It was. ER and PR positive. Um, a 98% and a 99%. And I honestly had no idea what that meant. Right. But it meant that my hormones was feeding the cancer cells in my duct breast. Right. The, the breast of my, whatever, in the duct of my breast. So, but um, I was always on top of my mammograms. Yes. And because of COVID. Get your mammograms, yeah, ladies. Get, your, get them. You know, early detection. Saves allows lives. You, yeah. And my treatment was so short you know i was able to just get away with radiation you had surgery as well oh yes i did have surgery you had have surgery Mm -hmm. and i had 16 rounds of radiation but it was quick they came out as quick yeah but um i had a great team you did have a great team um so you had the radiation and then after the radiation you had to be put on i had to be put on tamoxifen which is a hormone blocker so they want to block the hormones so it can't feed me cancer anymore that's yeah and this is i take this until i go into menopause right so they're and this is also they're trying to force me into menopause force you in the, by blocking the hormone because this was the only med they had to give me pre-menopausal post-menopausal i believe there's more choices okay because there are there's a lot of side effects and one of those side effects... Hot flashes. Hot flashes. And that Ridiculous. gets us to the accidental medication. So what did they give uh, you to help you treat your hot flashes? They offered me a couple of different things. Um, one of them was like a, a neurological med or something. I wasn't really ready to go down that road. Okay. Um, and then they also offered me Effexor, which is an antidepressant. And I thought about it, and I thought, you know what? I need these hot flashes to go. And I didn't think I was depressed. You know what I mean? Like, I, I always thought I had stuff together. Right. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, they put me on this Effexor. They started me out at, like, 37.5 milligrams, 
we did that for about three to four days to see if any of anything changed. Nothing changed. They upped it. They doubled it so that it was 75 milligrams. See if there was any change. There was a slight change. We like counted the, the yeah. amount of flashes and there were far too many. Um, now I'm at a steady 150 milligrams. It helps the hot flashes, but I still get them. But I also feel a little more, um, I feel a little less involved in everybody's crap. Yeah. I don't, it's not like I don't care, but I don't care to respond to something that's ridiculous. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think I've joked with you so many times and I just said every woman should have an opportunity to be on Effexor. Well, the way th- our hormones goes. And- well, I think you said something interesting kind of is because you said, I didn't think I was depressed because I've always had it together. And I, I and I Right, but one doesn't negate the other. Mm-hmm. You can have all of your shit together. You can present very well. You can go to work every day. You can raise your children. You could be a good partner. You could cook great meals. Like the, you, you could nail everything on your list, but that doesn't mean that you're not depressed. That doesn't mean that you're not functioning on autopilot. That doesn't mean that you're not immersed in things that you don't even realize you're suffering from. You're correct. So let me reword that. Um, it allowed me to not um, react. Yeah. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah, I didn't put it out there for the correction. I just think no, it's no, important. Yeah. Um, I've become really, I try to be really careful with my words more these days. Um, kind of in a sense of positive talking. Absolutely. If that makes sense. And I notice that all the time. And you correct me a lot and you guide me back. Sometimes I start out with a negative one and and end with the positive. Yeah. Rather than starting out with the positive one. And I think depression is one of those things like to say I am depressed over like versus I'm feeling depressed. And Mm -hmm. I think it's important to identify for yourself that Mm -hmm. it's a feeling and you can get through it. You will work through it. I feel this way about um, mental illnesses. Like to say someone is bipolar. I like to say they have bipolar or they're struggling with suffering from like, I mean, even suffering from is not fair. Like, but to say someone is bipolar, I feel like it's very, it's very like a label. Yeah. And there's so many other things. Right. I have anxiety and I have depression, but I'm a ton of other things. I'm not in a constant state of anxious depression, but that exists for me. Right. You know, and you've talked a lot to me about how the effects are really helped you out and how you really wish it's something maybe you would have been open mi- more open-minded to 30 years ago, you yeah. know, when, when you, not that you don't need the extra help now, but when you had more chaotic things going on in a sense. You had young children and a marriage, different things going on. Right. And I mean, maybe I don't, I don't even know what diagnosis I would have. I haven't been diagnosed with depression. <laughs> right. I haven't been diagnosed with anxiety. I've never been diagnosed with something that, you know, someone would prescribe me a pill. But once it was, I believe it, it allowed me on top of helping reduce the hot flashes, it also allowed me to have like maybe a, um, I want to say a filter or a boundary. Okay. You, you know what I mean? So I, so I don't react. It gives you a moment to be like, do I want to engage in this? Yeah. You know, I'm sure you noticed so a difference. So it kind of curbed your impulsivity, you think? Oh yeah, that's a like good one. Like your emotional impulsivity? That's a good one. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That. Which we all have that. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I think we mentioned on the first episode that's shadow work is how I really worked on my emotional impulsivity. But I also or, believe I'm, that I'm it, always working on. I believe that it helped my sleep, which is very that's important because I was struggling with sleep so badly. Oh, I think so. Many I was only getting do. about three hours. You know what I mean? Yeah, and you still really work, were. You know, so I believe, and, and and I think it's more so the stigma of it. I think that was always my fear the of The stigma something. of Even what? Of being on antidepressants? Being on any medication. That's because you're from a different generation. Yeah, well, yes. I remember the 90s. I remember like people going to therapy. Oh, you're going to a shrink or you're if you're on meds, you're crazy. But like I look at so many of you and daddy's friends and I'm like, damn, had someone caught that? Had someone seen this? Had someone offered this? Like... You guys have a lot of friends who would be in a lot different positions or they'd be alive, you know? I agree. So I agree 100%. And I, I think I've said before, I'll probably say it a million times on this podcast, I'm so lucky to have a mother who is open-minded to the things that I say like that because there are so many people set in their ways who are like, nope, like, you, you do, this is the way, the old school, by the book, like, men are this, women are that don't talk outside the family keep shit to yourself and that and that was beaten me children already right? seen not heard yeah that was beaten me and your father he he you know he they say you you uh attract people like your father you know you're attracted I mean? to yeah they're not attracted to you yeah, you yeah. gravitate towards them yeah. so he had a lot of that going on but you and your brother had voices mm-hmm. you know what i mean and you made sure that you tried to get to be heard and there were so many times that I did hear you and as you got older I really sat down and started listening yeah and it was really hard to listen yeah especially when I heard your truth and I was that person who yelled at you right you know what I mean and spit came out of my mouth you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so it it was an awakening you know yeah I feel like um you being on the effects or two that changed our relationship a lot because of what you were just saying like the ability to listen like I feel like it increased it helped you a little bit because it, it it makes you take the step back and it's been a year today. But then you taking a step back, um, like in Mirror, kind of encouraged me to do the same. Do you know what I mean? Because we have so many similar personality traits so that when we would get into arguments or disagreements, we're reacting similarly because I got all my shit from you. So, right. you know, if we're raising voices or we're saying mean shit, whatever the case may be, like it's non-productive. And to watch you like take the step back that I'm like, okay, I can take a step back too, or we can walk away or, and now I just, now I step so the far, the and fuck I, back from every, like, not just you, like everything. I'm just like, eh, and, and I feel, feel like I'm emulating. It feels so good, doesn't it? <laughs> it? It does. I mean, I feel like we went about it different ways, right? Not that you haven't done a lot of work on yourself because you have, you just also happen to take effects It doesn't negate right, all right, of right. the, Oh, well, thank you for that. The constant, you know, thank you for that. The I constant effort that. and work, but I went at it, um, I guess in 2020, you know, with the shadow work and just really trying to find ways to not be so fucking angry or like worked up or like easily agitated. Yes. Right? That you have to snap back. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or like that everything needs a response or that. I don't know. Well, that's the, there's that saying, right? You don't have to go to every you argument have, you're yeah. invited to. You don't have to attend every argument that yeah. you're invited to. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a tough one to swallow. It is. Doesn't it feel good, though? This kind of I'm flipping us back to the dating. Doesn't it feel good, though, to know that when you do go into a relationship or the next time you encounter relationship problems with someone that you're going to take a step back and really think about your response instead of just yes, reacting. And like and you I'm would so have. excited. I feel so grown up. That's what it is. <laughs> That's I so don't funny. mean to be silly. It's not silly. I hate that it took me to be 53 years old and go through everything that I had to go through to learn what I know now. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, but at least I'm not afraid to, to say I'm going to do it again, you know that I really right. I don't want like you're to, not I don't want to live my life alone. Scarred from love. No, no, and any any scar I have has been healed over so long that yeah. it's it's history. It's so strange because I was in a really abusive relationship, and when I was in it, I I just thought I'm like this is never going to end. It's never going to be over. The pain's never going to stop. I'm never going to stop you know playing into his bullshit and I used to and I used to think like how did my mom fucking do this for years with kids like this is so exhausting and now I'm on the other side of it and I'm just it's it's almost like it never happened like it did obviously because it changed so much about me but none of my thoughts go into it right without conscious conversation Right. And lucky I mean? you. Good. Yeah. It's great. Like I, never, I love that. I never wander there, like, to, to my pain, you know? And mm, Me either. And that's the thing. I feel like for so long, when my mind went, I wandered to my pain. Right. And now I just handle things so differently. It feels great. It does. But there are some moments where I'm like, am I just fucking numb? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. some shit goes down and I'm like, do I? I don't mm. <laughs> I mean, I, I have my I have my days. I have my days where I have some uncertainty about where things are going to be going. You know what I mean? But I want to try to look at the brighter side. Right. You know, and, and when I wake up or I'm having a bad day, which I haven't had a bad day in a while. You know what? I A couple years ago, I forget where I heard this, but like to, to, to take a bad day away, like is any day really ever that fucking bad? Like they have bad moments mm-hmm. and obviously there's really big things that can happen that can overshadow a day. But right, right, right. If you look for it, you can find the good in every day. Yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I, it all, we're just saying the same thing over and over again because I feel like that's something so big in me that has changed. Right. And we went back to how I used to say I would text my friends like nonsense. And now I text my friends like, funny shit like we talk about bullshit all the time and it's just better it is better <laughs> it is better so you're it's, it's easier to you know takes less to laugh than it does to cry yeah i <laughs> you know agree with that. don't get me wrong i'm all for a good cry when you need it yeah i you used know. to be but to be in pain and just cry because somebody's you know yeah I used to, my relationship with crying has changed a lot too, because I used to be so embarrassed of it all the time. And even if I was driving alone in my car, I'd be like, oh my God, I can't cry. Like I'm, I'm embarrassed to know that I'm doing this. 
and I don't know what happened in the past year, and now I'm, I'm like, fuck it, like, I'll cry at Walmart, I don't care, <laughs> you know what I mean, like, yeah. cry in line, get in my Toddlers coffee. Toddlers do it. Exactly, and we let, we let them, you like, should let them. they'll get over it, but now I'm all about the crying, They're like, I can't, moment. I can't believe, like, I let people convince me that shit was no good. You know, crying. Yeah. Yo, if we if we if we would have been on the floor throwing a temper tantrum, we would have got beat. And I don't think that's the way to handle it. But you're saying we as if we were raised together and had the same. No, we as in me, my (laughs) my generation. I thought you were you. I mean, I still I also would have gotten beat if I was laying on the floor having a tantrum. (laughs) I just felt like you were. Implying that we were raised by no, the same parents. No, but close yeah, enough. I was raised by you. I know. Close <laughs> enough. My mother. The trickle down. Oh, you know it, girl. You know Graham, it. Graham had a spoon. Yeah, but she didn't. Oh, you know, I was just going to say she didn't use a spoon on me, but she did. She used a You spoon. used a spoon on me yeah, twice she, in my she, life. <laughs> I've used a hockey stick on your brother. I believe it. I believe it. I never got Graham's spoon. My brother definitely did. I have quite a few cousins that have gotten the spoon. More than given backhands. My Graham used to carry a wooden spoon in her purse. Like, (laughs) she was not fucking playing. She was crazy. She was crazy. (laughs) (laughs) She did carry a wooden spoon. Paul would be like, I'll eat that. (laughs) (laughs) That last week or 20 years ago. (laughs) Same answer. Same. When he was three, I'll eat that. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, wow. Where did we get to? Uh, you Where know, are we? These are the things that happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I know at some point we were talking about your biggest fear going back into having sex. And then we had to introduce why you were on antidepressants. That's actually how we got here. I, I just put the, the, piece, the puzzle Thank pieces together. Thank you so together. much. We just... Woo. So, um, your hot flashes and the way your body is changing, like... Does that like that with going into that, having sex? That does make well that yes. That that makes I, mean, I don't me even nervous. have hot but flashes. But I would I would I'm just gonna put it out there. Look. Say it. Hey, I got awful hot flashes. Haven't had sex in a long time. You know what I mean? But let's right. just do this. Just <laughs> get sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> let's overheat. I'm gonna be sweaty. Let's fucking and overheat. I may need an inhaler. You're right. <laughs> Oh, Pretty yeah. much gonna bring an inhaler. The things that have changed for with you. me, along with I'll the fixer, I got two inhalers. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Radiation. That's so true. Yeah, right? I mean, right? How crazy! It changes your body. Everything. I mean, I have to say, I've never gone through radiation, and like, just being thirty-three, the way my body has changed over the past couple years, and then it is. It's always weird, you know, being with a new partner and then the things you think they're going to notice and be weirded out by are, like, never the things. I've had weight gain. I mean, who fucking has it? I've had weight gain from, you know, you upped your calories for radiation. Yeah. Right? And I went all in, girl. (laughs) Yes, please. I'll I'll take the suggestion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So there's body image that, you know, that's concerning, Although I'm pretty secure in myself. Yeah. I know who I am. I know I know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. We know Leave what... the lights on, turn the lights off. I don't care. We all know what you want to do. But uh, you know there are there are things though like you need to know where they've been. Y- yeah. You know like you mean if they're for the streets? 
No, like for <laughs> like if they're a man of the night. A man of what is what exactly is a man of the night? What do first? you think a man of the night is? What do you think for the streets means, girl? Uh, they're prostitute. I, <laughs> we don't say that word anymore. <laughs> they're a sex worker. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's what I would. Th- or like a. a are you worried he might have there hose? No, like, what if he has They hose? don't have no romance at all, do they? Who? The sex workers. How do I... They could be happily married at home, and then that could just be their job. How do I fucking know? What? I'm, That's awesome. I don't know. Maybe I'll meet someone who is a sex worker, and I can interview them for the podcast. And oh, there you go. Out. There you go. But I don't know. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't meet men of the night. <laughs> I didn't ask if you met them. Oh, I'm sorry. You said I need to know where he has been. And oh, I'm like, where I do you meant, fucking think he's I meant, been? Like his sexual history. Right. That's what I mean. To, like, uh, <laughs> like that's what I'm saying. Like, if he sl- has slept around. Yeah. Or if he's, he's currently I just, sleeping. I just need to know if he's clean. Well, you just ask him to get tested. I don't yeah, think that's, that's weird a, at all. That's basically what it was. Yeah. yeah. Would you ever be? Would you be offended if you started dating someone and they asked you to get STD tests? Absolutely not. Me either. I think it's totally I normal. Get, I, I'm always tested. I'm super open with the STD conversation. I don't. And pregnant. I think. I mean, if you're having sex with somebody, like if you're having sex with somebody and you can't talk to them about the fact, like STDs, or the fact that you might get pregnant, or like if you can't fucking say the hard words to yeah. them, like you know what I mean, like yeah then you shouldn't be having sex with right. them. I mean, I'm telling myself that because for a long time. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, but I can tell you that in my generation, that there wasn't a oh, sex yeah. talk. You, there, you never gave me a sex talk. Yeah, there wasn't a sex talk. My, I don't even want to... I know what, I'm just going to fucking say it. My friends and I, I don't even know how this came up, but there was a joke that for the longest time, like I thought I could get pregnant from masturbating. Damn. I know. That's how little information you gave me. <laughs> I was just passing on what came on to me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I can't talk give about, you something like, I don't have. Talk about culture shock. So I went to... I can't, I can't give you something I don't have. I went to Thomas <laughs> Home, which is like a public elementary school. And then for two years, I went to Catholic grade school. And then we moved to a small-ass town in Millville, New Jersey. And I went to a middle school out there. And I went from no sex education, like, that wasn't even talked about at school. Like, I came from Catholic school. So, like, what's sex? You only do that to have a baby. And you can only have babies if you're married. Mm -hmm. Which didn't line up with anybody, any adult that I knew in my life. Not mine. But, (laughs) so then I go to this school out in Millville, and I have sex ed 45 minutes a day. And I also have, I have home ec. I have, like, all that shit. Do you know what I mean? Like bring it back. mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And don't you remember? So we're at New Jersey. We're, we're back in New Jersey. But don't you remember I had that baby doll that I had to bring home for the weekend? I do. And it cried and you had to put the key in it. Yep. And it would just scream and scream and scream. Oh, that was. That was That's a lesson. That's your sex ed right there. That was a lesson. Have sex. You get that. This. this is what you get all weekend. <coughs> no me. sleep. Yeah. While you're trying to listen to Eminem on repeat and talk ha- in chat rooms on AOL. AOL. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. That's what that year when we were living in Millville. It's also the year that I got mono. Yeah, you were sick. So I was out of school for like five or six months. So I'm already at a new school and don't know anybody. And then I miss most of the year. Yeah, but they sent someone to the house to tutor me. They did. Come on. But chat rooms were new, and that's where I just wanted to be all the time. It was just online. That's great. Causing trouble in chat rooms. Mm-hmm. And that's that. I don't even know how we got here. I don't even know where I am. 
That tends to be true for you, honestly. So what else? Like, all right, so let's talk about this. So body image, dating has changed so much. Romance has changed so much over the years. Have you ever sent a dirty picture? Yes. You have? Holy ma- I didn't yes, know. I I'm not like, sh- I'm not shocked. I was just, yes, like, I, I was have. excited, not shocked. That's I have. Good for you. I have. Okay. And mm-hmm. was it top, bottom? Was it a, a full nude? It was top. Hit tops. From Wait, the- was it like just cleavage? Or were you showing your nipples? Well, my nipples kind of pretty big. So <laughs> everybody gets a little bit of those. <laughs> I mean, you can have some right now. <laughs> <laughs> we live together, so. <laughs> I think I'm blushing. <laughs> About it won't be an unfortunate joke. The cancer changed your nipples. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. But I bet a lot of women can relate to that. Yes, I bet. That one sure. Yeah. So you have sent a dirty picture. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you know, I, um, <laughs> I, I would do it again. I think I was going to say, would you do it again? Have you ever, have you ever asked, was it only one time? Yes. Okay. I was going to say, have you ever accidentally sent it to like the wrong person or to a different person? Oh, damn. No. No. I haven't full on sent one to the wrong person, but um, my friend Lindsay was texting me. We were talking about a guy I was talking to. This is a while ago. And she's like, what does he look like? And I had already deleted the picture. So I went into my deleted photos. And instead of recovering the picture, I just took a screenshot while it still had the reel on the bottom. I didn't notice. And I sent her and I'm like, oh, this is him. And then I went and did whatever I'm doing. And she's like, are those your fucking titties? Like, you just sent me a picture. A nude? Like, what is going on? And I'm like, oh, my. Like, I didn't see it at all. Wow. Isn't that great? It's it's awesome. I also have a friend who was, like, laying naked on her couch, like, just because she lives alone, laying naked on her couch, and she's watching TV, and she went to send one of her guy friends, like, a picture of something on TV, didn't even catch the reflection, but whole top. Just oh, out. yeah. I've seen a lot of those pics. People do that stuff. It's hysterical. <laughs> it is hysterical. You should look before you send. Girl, you say that, but things happen. Mm, they do happen. Things be happening. Especially with them stupid iPhones, man. They'd be changing all my stuff. Be like, what did I just say? (laughs) I never know what the fuck you're texting me. Mm. (laughs) I always have to decode it a little bit. True. (laughs) Well, I mean, the good thing with the iPhone, and and if you're sending dirty pictures, is that I don't, I don't know about Android, but the way they catalog them for you, it makes it nice and easy to find them. Good to know. So, and even, did you know you have a hidden photos feature in your photo album? I did not. So you can take pictures and they won't show up in your regular photo album when you're scrolling. You can hide them and just see them. Thanks, girl. Girl, I got you. You're going to have to show me that, but thanks, girl. (laughs) I have a pen. Let me write that down. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) So, you know, other things, you know, um, waxing. Yeah, I have never been waxed. I've never been waxed either. But that's something you're interested in? Yes. So I've heard... I don't um, have the energy to do the other stuff. Shaving's a pain. I just, yeah, I just don't have it's the energy itchy. for it. I just, and I don't, and I'm nervous. I'm scared. Scared I, about getting waxed? Yeah. What I, are you scared about? Which part? I'm scared about all of it. I feel like I'm probably going to be on all fours <laughs> with my booty hole wide open. They're going to stretch me out. <laughs> Stretch you out. They're going to put hot wax How from the back. How far in there do you think the they front. need to go? 
I'm just telling you what I envision, the and they're going to rip it off, and I am going <laughs> to scream. <laughs> and I, I mean... And I hope I don't fart. <laughs> back to the farting. I mean, I... Well, if you do scream, I would imagine you wouldn't be the first one, so okay. there's comfort in that. All right. Right? Yeah. I mean, I've never been waxed, so I, I can't... I've never say. been either, but I think it's time. I've heard of sugaring too, which is supposed to be like a less painful process. I think. Yeah, but how long are they hanging out down there then? I don't. I don't. Because know. waxing, it's quick and, you're and then gone. they're out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe a little trim here or there. Listen, if you're leaving a little bit, I don't know all the terms. I don't. But know a sugaring, either. like if you have to stay down there longer, I mean, we're not friends. Listen, they see so much Give pussy. Wine. They see so much pussy. They do not care about yours. You're probably right. It's true. You're I mean, right. I had to. I mean, don't get me wrong. We all have that feeling. Even going, how awful is going to the gynecologist? I mean, even. Uh, oh, I'm so comfortable with my gynecologist now. See, I've been openly. I've been using Planned Parenthood the past right. couple of years, so right. I kind of swap around a little bit. Prior to that, I've preferred to have male gynecologists because I personally feel like women will like downplay your pain, but I probably I have probably have like ptsd from a really bad gynecologist yes. i had when i was younger but we'll go into that on another episode but um i feel like the men they don't know for sure like mm-hmm. your pain levels right so they'll listen to you and they'll you know i've always had a male a i've more. always had a male a male definitely prefer a male but i had to, i used to tell myself like they don't give a fuck if my legs are shaved and they're looking at pussy all day like they don't care they don't care yeah, and one of the doctors explained that to me. You know what I mean? I think I said something. Oh, I know what happened. I had an appointment, and I got my period. Oh, shit. And I didn't know what to do. I, wouldn't, I What do you do? So, and I knew that I needed to have, um, what do they do? What is that thing? When the they, pap? I needed, to, I was ready for my pap. It okay. was my time. And I called, and she's like, come in. I was so humiliated. Mm. It was, I. Because you feel yucky. I feel so disgusting when I have it. So, and I told him that, and I guess he could read it on me. And he's like, this, I am able to get my best, like, scraping when, you know, and I was like, okay. And he's like, don't worry. Like, it's, it's not a big deal. But and it feels like, like a big deal. It does. But, you know, once he said that, he understood. It yeah. felt like, but you know, you what? Know. The- and then I end up, he ended up, I ended up getting put over to somebody else and then went to a whole new practice and it's even better. Wow. I, I, I just have such a better connection with this doctor. That's awesome. Yeah. So I'm, at least I have that comfort. Yeah. But I don't know what to do about this waxing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that we can definitely look into. We can do some Googling. Plus, Welcome I'm sure we have plenty of friends who get waxed. Okay. I just personally have not. Um, I also was going to say about like the periods and stuff about feeling gross and like not knowing what to do and it being such a weird thing to bring up like that starts when we're younger like I feel like that's also becoming more of an open topic to where it's not such a taboo thing but I found it so weird especially going to catholic school right right because they preach you know abstinence and then but they talk a lot about pregnancy and moving on and creating a family but they don't talk about any of the shit that goes on in between and then like you're supposed to keep your period to yourself and don't tell boys and bleeding is gross like bitch whatever and i remember like being in relationships when i was younger and feeling so weird and gross about it and now i'm like i don't give a fuck i remember feeling disgusting about it in a marriage yeah i can imagine you know what i mean and 
I, I, I should have felt comfortable. Yeah. So yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't want to be, I don't want that again. I and have, but I might not even have a period. Woo! Girl. Whoop, whoop, whoop. So you're hoping to be in menopause. Yes. This is so crazy how like in different places we are because I went without a period for about seven years yes. because I had an IUD in. Um, but I would still experience all of the symptoms. I just wasn't bleeding. I had my IUD removed earlier this year um, on a personal journey. I mean, it had to come out anyway. But And now I get a period. Yeah. And I get it right on time. And it's like by the book. And I remember a time and I'm like, oh, my God, my fucking period. And now, like, yeah, I still hate it. But I'm like, oh, man, yeah, like yes. my period's right on yeah. time. And, like, everything's and going really well. And But you are trying to be done with that shit. I, I'm, I'm definitely trying to be done You're with close. it. You're close. And I and I've had I wanted to be done with it prior to this. Yeah. Um, but now I want to be done with it even more. But I don't know that my new med isn't going to cause me worse symptoms. That's true. You know. But anyway, I'm ready to be done with a period. That would be a great life. Um, well, you have a couple more months, right? If you make it to June without getting a period, is that, that means you're in menopause? Yes. And what? she said today was explain there might be people who don't know that's how it works like how do you how are you officially declared menopausal no bleeding for one whole year one whole not even a spot so even if you go 11 and a half months no bleeding for one whole year yeah even a spot wow that's intense it is intense but she said... The body gonna do what the body gonna do and it does yeah you know and and it was so funny because i I kind of, you know, said something to my gynecologist because I thought when he offered, he said, call me. If you, if you, um, if you're not bleeding, you know, if time for your period to come in, you're not bleeding, call me. I can, you know, give you something. And I said, you're trying to stop me from going into menopause. (laughs) (laughs) He laughed just like that. Right. He said, what? And I'm like, you're going to give me something. He's like, yeah. Something to stop your pain. Right. You know what I mean? And he's like, listen, ain't no, there's no doctor in the world that makes any decision or can give you anything for your menopause. Right. You know what I mean? Now, this is a different story, this hormone blocker, you know, but doctors don't just do that for no reason. But I remember just getting right up at him, you know, like shaking my finger. Don't you dare. Yeah, yeah. But that was a long time ago. Yeah. That has to be exciting though. but now i i i'm i'm happy for it i'm just ready ready for it to, yeah i'm ready for it to be over for the change yes i can totally understand that well i think it's safe to say we did a good amount of oversharing today oh, i definitely overshared <laughs> and you know what i'm glad i'm glad too it always feels better yeah, to get I, it out there i definitely feel better getting it out <laughs> Better out than in, is what I always say. Absolutely. <laughs> back to farts. <laughs> it always comes back to farts, doesn't it? Oh, um, the maturity, the grace. Yeah. The uh, the ladylike behaviors. Of the 53-year-old here. Oh, and the fucking 33-year-old. Yeah. Good night, ladies. You don't know what time of day it is for them. And, or if they're women. Damn. <laughs> Bye. (laughs) Bye, Sheila. (laughs) Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.